We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Good morning, Grinders! Welcome to the DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed, Blender HD. If you want to follow me on Twitter, and it's Thursday, Thursday, July fourteenth. Is it Flag Day? Isn't that when the day is? Is it Flag Day? Let me check. Is it? It's a, It's the day that it's called. No one celebrates, right? Flag. Is it Flag Day? June 4th, June 14th. Okay, so no, I'm a month, I'm a month away. No, it was Flag Day last month. I knew it was the 14th of June or July, but well, Clay, it's it's happy belated Flag Day. So whatever, whatever it is. But it's July 14th. We're getting to close to the all-star break. Uh baseball's going on. Well, remember, next week, no shows Monday through Thursday here. So don't bother showing up. You won't see a thumbnail or anything like that. Good morning, people in the chat. Uh, Wataz early, early Wataz is beating, beating Suki Singh consistently day after day. Suki, you have to, you have to get here a little bit earlier, right? Uh, so, uh, so we got, uh, Wataz, Suki Singh, Doug Montgomery. Good morning. D Fick. Good morning to you. Listening. Doug Montgomery's listening and stuff. Sorry, I'm a little late. I had to go, I had to do a, the tick, pick up 10 wrestling tickets. They went on pre-sale. They did in inopportune times, eleven in the morning Eastern. Uh, but uh, I, I'm assuming that uh, by the time this show is over, all the tickets would be sold out. So got to do it early. Got to do it early before the show. But I did. I did secure them, so I'm good to go. And are we good to? Are we good to go today? We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 
10, 11 games, 11 games tonight. Uh, not much of an afternoon slate. I mean, I think there's like one game. I mean, looking here, you got this one game, this is the, 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 the Coors game, which is at finally off the slate. Kind of sick. Did they price, did they price up? They're still barely. Okay. Now, uh, eventually by the time that they're not on the slate, they're, they, they've priced up at least somewhat the, the Padres. Right, Void is now forty three hundred, and Cronenworth's forty nine hundred, and Kim is thirty six. They've they got a little, a little bit better, but now that they're not on the slate, it doesn't really matter anymore. Yesterday, uh, not that I mean, yesterday they they, they failed again, right? I I I Rockies like my my best lineup, Fanduel, not some Fanduel. I'm getting killed in. I don't know the past week. Uh, I had a I had a good lineup. I had a Rocky stack with uh, with Hilliard and Iglesias and Otani. But I also had the Guardians in that lineup, and they didn't do anything. So I, I cashed, but uh, didn't go anywhere. But my best lineup, I made uh, four lineups on DraftKings. And this one was in the, the, the Sacrifice. I'm playing like kind of like under 1,000 entry, uh, single entry, three max type of contests. So I'm putting them in multiple. So I had this one in the Skipper. That was the $25 contest, 470 entries. And this one is a $27 129 entries, and this one came in third. This one came in fourth, and uh, it essentially was a 4-4 uh, Dodgers-Rockies with Otani and Gray. Pretty much that was the nut combo for pitcher yesterday, Otani and Gray. And then uh, then getting Iglesias at shortstop. I mean, got zero points from Lux, but, I mean, uh, did, did pretty pretty well. So, yeah, I had Dodgers-Rockies uh, on, on DraftKings. I also had... I had the Dodgers on FanDuel also. Who else did I have yesterday? Someone that didn't do very well. I mean, I had some Padres, but not much. Uh, oh, yeah, no, I had Severino in my in my 121 lineup. Yeah, my 121 lineup did not did not do very well. Severino, but the seven, eight, nine hitters for the Reds, the lowest team total that team on the entire slate. And not only not in their the Mustakis and what who Fairchild? I don't even know who that is. But seven, eight, nine, back to back to back. They were like point nothing percent owned, right? I think we could even look. Look, let's look at the result DB. I'd I'd be shocked to see if they were were even in like the winning lineup at all in the large field where you kind of want the nuts. Oh, did ship my money win yesterday? Okay, let's see. Right? See, you didn't even need him. You didn't even need it, right? McClanahan, Gray, right? You didn't even need Otani. As long as, as long as you got four four percent owned Iglesias, three percent owned Hilliard at twenty two points, Cronenworth, right? So this is a four. Looks like a four three one, or a three a three one two three. Yeah, it's four Dodgers, three Padres, three Rockies, one Padre. Here's yeah, same thing. I mean, I mean, the the Padres didn't really get there. I mean, Cronenworth did. It was the main part, but everyone else didn't, wasn't really needed. When you're going through here, yeah, like Teoscar had two home runs. Wasn't even in the winning lineup. He was 2% owned. So, like, do we see even any of those reds? Like, that bottom of the order reds? Like, we don't even see it. Like, you don't even have to, even in the large field, you didn't even have to worry about it. I mean, what were they, what were they even owned? I mean, can we find anything, anything with the reds? Anything. I mean, I don't even know. I don't know how far I have to even scroll down to even see this. It's Cardinals. Where are the Reds? Let's 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 filter by team. 
Cincinnati. I mean, the whole stack didn't come through. So there you go. Okay, because he really didn't even need them, right? Because, I mean, they just basically hit solo home runs. 19, 16, 14, and they were 0. 0.2, 0. 1.1, and 0.4% though. Yeah, but enough people scored. It's not like they, yeah, you're right. You didn't really need the Reds at all, right? I thought I thought maybe they had more points. And of course, the stack doesn't get there because you need the seven, eight, nine hitter and any two other guys really didn't do anything enough, right? They didn't do enough, enough here. The Rockies were the main, the main stack, right? Well, not even that, just basically Jose Iglesias. I mean, really, what were the top scorers like batter-wise, right? T. Oscar, if you had him as a one-off, I don't know if the Blue Jays stack, did any stack come in really that well? I mean, other than Iglesias at shortstop, T. Oscar, Cronenworth, and then as long as you get two good enough pitchers, one of the 30-point pitchers and someone that's close, Gilito, McClanahan, something like that, you probably you probably did well. Okay, kind of surprising. I thought maybe you'd see some type of one of them. Moustakas one-off, something, some 0.2% one-off in the in the winning lineup or something close to it. But okay, when, when they're that low-owned, when they're that low-owned, you almost don't even have to worry. because How many lineups have that player even in it? Like Fairchild. For instance, like we could even do the math, right? We go, we go to Cincinnati, Fairchild, 0.2% owned. Okay, 0.2. So in this contest is what? 19,607 times 0. 0.0. 0.101 would be 1%, but it's actually 0.2%. That equals, looks like 30, about 39 lineups, 39, 40 lineups with Fairchild in it. Seems like a lot. Seems like a seems like a lot. I don't know if we could actually go we can't use this to see exactly where those lineups are. But most likely anyone that has a 2K Fairchild in their lineup, who knows what the hell their lineup looks like. If it's a red stack, it probably it doesn't it doesn't get there. It doesn't get to the top anyway. And if you have it as a one-off, I don't I don't know what the hell's in the rest of your lineup. Who knows? Who knows? Who the hell knows? That was kind of what happened yesterday. So I had a, I had a, I had a profitable day on DraftKings, not one on FanDuel. Uh, but we have an eleven-game slate today. Oh yeah, in the early in the early slate yesterday, I was doing so well, doing so well till Soto had to have a three-run home run, bottom of the ninth for no reason. Right, forty-four percent owned Soto in my contest. I was up a couple of hundred bucks. I could I was I was close to winning with some of the, some of the single entry stuff. Not the 121, like the 25 and the $20 three max, stuff, stuff like that for like a grand or two or something. So I was, I was sitting in the top, I was sitting in the top five. I was like three to six heading into the ninth inning of, uh, of, of the Nationals game. And of course, 44% owned Soto has to hit a home run, a three run home run. And that knocked me all the way down. So I, I lost a little money. I went from, uh, I was up a uh, thousand bucks to down 50 bucks. On a, on a one swing of the bat, a 44% owned Soto. Or did I play yesterday? Uh, yeah, my Milwaukee stack of the 121 didn't do very well. Uh, what, 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 what team went off yesterday in the early slate that I had? Oh, oh the Mets. The Mets against Morton. Okay, that's what I had. I had, the, I had the Mets combined with someone else. I had a five-man Mets stack with Bassett. Bassett, Scooble. I think I had, I had Tigers in that lineup. I had Riley Green in that lineup. I don't remember. Something like that. 
That, I mean, you move on to the next slate. Yeah, at, at some point, it, what's the point in going back? I don't know. I barely remember. I remember the last night's slate more than I remember yesterday afternoon's slate. But we do we, we, we do, we do have uh, 11 game slate. Uh, I think it's the same 11 games on FanDuel also. And uh, one of the one of the big things about tonight's slate is that what the hell is this Royals lineup going to look like? Right, the Royals have ten players that cannot enter Canada because of their vaccination status. So their projected lineup is who the hell? I mean, they have Bobby. Okay, Bobby, this is their projected lineup: Bobby Witt, Vinny Pascatino, Oliveras, O'Hearn, Rivera, Waters, Prato, Rivera, because they don't even have catchers, right? Because Perez is out. Uh, Melendez is on the restricted list. Cam Gallagher is injured, or he's out, or something like that. So they're down to their third catcher. They take a look at this, and it's like, oh, I don't even... Yeah, their team total is not a quarter of a point. I don't know. It's just a data error here. So Gausman's going to be pretty popular. Even though even though the past couple of starts, he hasn't been pitching all that great. But essentially, outside... I mean, really, really out... I mean, kind of outside of wit, you're kind of Pascantino. Okay, I, I get it, but I mean, he's a rookie. But you kind of you. This is like a triple A lineup, essentially. I mean, the fact that Nicky Lopez is projected ninth even in this lineup, right, shows how pretty bad of a hitter Nicky Lopez is. Now you can get him cheap, sure. Other than Bobby Witt at forty five hundred, like everyone's going to be two K in this lineup because they're all like guys off the bench and triple A call ups. I think Gosman may, may may actually be overowned. Does it mean that that the Royals, you know, do well? No. But can they do well enough? Can they score three or four runs off of Gosman that, you know, knocks Gosman out as uh, a top pitcher? We look at that. I don't, we don't even have ownership up yet. Let's see. I'll reload it again. Uh, Manny asks, what's a good Woba and ISO for a pitcher for you know that pitcher is attackable? Thanks. If you get to this question, I have no idea. I don't look at either of those two stats. I do not look at any baseball stats whatsoever. Now that there's a there's an asterisk on there, okay? An asterisk, asterisk, aster. Is that how you pronounce it? I do not. If, if you if you notice, if you watch these shows, I don't talk about any baseball stats whatsoever. You know why? Because they're they're already factored into the projection model. Like the projection model is looking at those. Yeah, they are, but the, the, the model is. But all, but all I really care about is the range of outcomes that the model comes out with. And I trust the model. I use the BAT, Derek Cardi's projection system. He does all that work for me. 200 plus variables. Weights them accordingly. Regress, does, you know, whatever, linear regression, whatever he needs to do. And all I need is the number. Right? All I need is a median number, a floor, a ceiling. That's it. So I don't I don't look at it. I don't you know how you know a pitcher is attackable when the the, the opposing team projects well. <laughs> that that's when you know. Right? So we take we take a look here. We could even look on the bat. If you have the bat, let's go to uh the bat stacks page. Okay, so Derek Hardy with the bat has a uh, stack projections page based on the current project. Obviously we have no starting lineups or nothing. And, and the stack page is down. Okay. So we can't even look at that yet. 
because Cardi hasn't woken up in the morning. That's why the that's why the ownership isn't in. Okay, that's the reason why. We go to the plate IQ ownership. Right? We could look at the plate IQ stuff. Let's see. Let's see if that's let's see if that's up this early. Do we have okay? Here we go. Stack stack leverage. Okay, this is based on the plate IQ projections, which is still a projection model, just not as many variables as uh as the bat. So you can see here, you know, the smash percentage. Smash is a is a relative term of you know putting up enough a, a, a lot of points compared to their salary. And then we could also look at the ownership plate IQ ownership based on that. So what what pitchers look to be attackable? Well, the smash percentage on Minnesota and Atlanta seem to be pretty high, and they're facing Cueto and Sanchez. So the projections on the batters on Minnesota and Atlanta are good. Probably those are the pitchers that you're attacking, right? Or you could even look at the just the projections for the pitchers, right? You look at the pitcher projections, you just sort by just median. We go, what's on the bottom? Who projects for the lowest median? Well, Elvin Rodriguez, because I don't, I don't, I'm him. I'm not saying he's a good pitcher, but he's probably only going to pitch three innings. I think he's only going to pitch 50, 50, 60 pitches. So obviously he's going to be low projected. But look, look who's at the bottom San, Sanchez and Cueto. The model does it for you already. So once, once you have projections, there's, there's really no need to look at any other statistics. You'll be counting them twice, if anything. Oh, they project well and this guy and whatever, and whatever baseball said. No, it's, it's everything's already factored into these numbers as well. So that's why I would suggest you sign up for Roto-Grinders Premium. Click on the link in the description, get $10 off your first month, and get, get at least the plate IQ projections. Then you won't have to look at all the baseball stats anymore. It's already factored in. If you get a combo package, you get every get that for NFL. You get that for for all the sports. There are MMA projections, right? I'll be doing MMA tomorrow on tomorrow's show, as well as on the Ground and Pound podcast. I do the premium podcast. Typically, we talk for about two hours a card. So if you want to play MMA DFS, I do I do that behind behind the paywall, as well as for you know on the pregame show tomorrow on Fridays. So when I say I don't look at stats. Right. It doesn't technically mean I'm not looking at I'm physically not looking at stats, but it doesn't mean I don't care about the stats. It's just that it's already factored. It's already factored into the projections. There's no need for me to look at anything else. Because unless you don't trust the model, if you don't trust the model, then there's no point of even looking at the projections. Piecing everything together. It's anything that you would look at that is worthwhile, that has predictive power would already be in the model. Even weather, even umpires, all that type of stuff also. Ballpark factors. Well, they're playing and the the wind's blowing. That's already in there. Efficiency. You don't need it. It's number one, it's more efficient. And number two, it takes out all your bias. There are tons of times. Why does this guy project low? It has to be for a reason. So instead of looking for that reason, you just trust the model and go, oh, okay. Christian Javier did not project as well as other pitchers yesterday. He got 10 strikeouts. He only pitched four innings. And remember, these projections are a range of outcomes, not just, it's not a predict. Rodon, does, it, oh, he's going to score 23 points. No, his his 50th percentile outcome is 23. 
His 25th percentile is 12. His 75th percentile is 35. Right, for the bat, at least. So all these are percentiles, not what is going to happen. But obviously, guys with higher medians typically have a higher and higher range of outcomes. Uh, DFIC acts playing the early slater. Do you avoid two or three games? Yeah, I, I, two, a two-game MLB slate plays so much more like showdown. Like you're just building weird lineups and get unique, which I don't mind, but I typically avoid avoid those in baseball. I'd almost rather play showdown, an MLB single-game showdown, than a two-game MLB slate. Because a two-game MLB slate, there's just way, there's way too many dupes. So no, so I'm so I'm I'm not I'm not playing. What 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 do they have? Do they have what the this game and this the it's three hours apart? I'd almost rather just play the showdowns for each of them if you if you can do it. And like that's me personally. I'm just not gonna I'm not gonna devote much bankroll to it because I really don't have a process in baseball to trim dupes. In MMA, I do. In NFL showdown, I do. NBA showdown to some some degree, yes, but not in baseball. So I don't, I don't even, I don't want to take the time. I don't want to put the money in for that. You could, if you do. DFS is DFS. I mean, you, you, you don't have to play all the contests. You don't. I'm looking, I'm looking to play and, and make money and make a profit. So I'm going to put my money in, in what I believe are profitable situations. And even though maybe this is a two game slate is a profitable slate. I, my strength is not in playing these two game MLB slates. My my experience is, is is much lower. So do I put money in here or do I just put that money into the regular slate? I, that, that's what I'll do. Remember, you don't have to play. I mean, unless you're playing for entertainment. If you're playing for entertainment, do whatever the hell you want. Build a lineup. Do whatever you want. It'd be like Eric Johnson. Stack all the worst teams. Who cares? Stack, stack the A's every day. Who cares? What does it matter? It's entertainment. Five bucks, whatever. But it looks like the team total wise, I think uh, what we got the Braves number one today, or up there. So the Braves five point seven five, Cleveland's close to five. No, not that many. Actually, this is pretty low scoring slate. So we have a, we have a, a quite bit of, of of decent pitching today, right? Rodon, Burns, Gausman, McKenzie. I think that uh, I feel like I want to play Detroit against McKenzie. Cortez, Valdez, I mean, some of these guys aren't like the greatest, but they're not bad. Like Luis Castillo against the Yankees. Like he can get into trouble, but he could also strike out seven guys. Right, we see these strikeout props very high. I just have a feeling, but what's Detroit's team total? Oh, three? What the hell are they running out? Just feels, it just feels like, it feels like, right? I'm not even looking at the numbers. That between these these guys, I think like McKenzie's one that's that's more likely to get blown up. And he's gonna be owned, right? We have him at that 34% owned. What the hell lineup is Detroit pulling out against McKenzie? That's, I mean, yeah, it's it's not that great of a lineup. But it's cheap. I mean, look how cheap this is. Everyone's other than Baez is is under 3K. So you can play green, you can play Baez. Harold Castro, Scope. You can do something. I mean, I'm not a. Just, I don't. I, I just don't rate Trin, uh, Tristan McKenzie to be that great. That if if I'm looking for any of these these guys to to give up eight runs, 
I think it'd be more likely to be him than a Cortez or a Valdez or even a Sonny Gray. Like, Sonny Gray ain't bad. He doesn't get many strikeouts anymore. He's not bad. But then you got guys like Castillo and Carrasco who could just totally just, they could completely break down. And then you got everyone else. And then, then you got the light-hitting left at Tyler Anderson, Marco Gonzalez. Really don't get shelled. Reed Detmers. I think a lot of people are going to are going to be playing Atlanta, Atlanta and Minnesota, right? Minnesota 4.74 against Cueto. Is that the second highest team total? No, Cleveland is against Detroit. Who's going to be playing? Basically, Elvin Rodriguez is going to pitch, I think, like three innings, and then it's a bullpen game. And it's not like Detroit's bullpen is good. And the Yankees still have a 4.66 team total against Castillo. But yeah, I, th- I, th- I think the chalk could get really concentrated. Let's take a look at the, our current ownership projections. Jose Ramirez, Cleveland, Edmund. Yeah, because th- that second base is a fairly weak position. Then we got Acuna. So we got Cleveland, we got Texas. Texas against Gonzalez. Are they going to be popular? What's their team total? 4.36? Okay, not bad for the price. Yeah, but I'm I'm, ex- I'm expecting Minnesota... Yeah, the Twins and the Braves. Right, because Acuna is expensive. I mean, I think it's much harder to stack the Braves than the Twins. Now, the Twins on FanDuel probably will be the chalkiest because they they tend not to price those guys up enough. I think Kepler's still only 2,700 on FanDuel. But we take a look at the Twins. Yeah, the Twins are expensive. I mean, to play Arias at a 5,100, that takes balls, right? Yeah, so the, the, the Twins will be popular, but, you know, a lot of their main hitters to stack this team is going to be very expensive. I think the Braves may even be cheaper to stack outside of a couple of people. Let's take a look at the Braves. Right, because you could find an Eddie Rosari, right? There are guys in here. I don't know if you play Robinson Cano. He has like a negative WRC plus or something. It's very, it's very low. Olsen's 4,500. That's reasonable. Ozuna's 4,200. But of course, you maybe maybe not be able to get all three of Acuna, Swanson, and Riley in there. But I think it's doable. And with the positions, you get shortstop, first base, third base, a whole bunch of outfielders to choose from, an expensive catcher. You could you could do it. And then on the twin side, right, shortstop, second base, outfield, outfield. Let's play Jeffers. Jeffers is 2,900, batting ninth. But then how do you fit in the pitchers? So let's let's run some lineups and see. So based on the bat projections, based on the bat projection, let's just run some five X's. Just let's just run a hundred lineups to see what stacks come up according to the current bat projections, which it's 11:35 in the morning. The starting lineups aren't in. Who knows? If you're playing the early slate, uh, Jesus, Jesus Sanchez has been scratched, just to let you know. Right? Batting six for the Marlins in this 12, 10 p.m. to 12 to noon game, whatever. You got you got a half, you got 35 minutes to get him out of your lineup. I don't know who's in. I'll let you know. I'll let you know if you're playing the, the early whatever, showdown or two game. No Sanchez. He's scratched. I don't know what the, I'll, I have Twitter tweet deck up next to me. I'll, I'll let you know. You should be able to get those notifications anyway. 
So let's let's run a hundred lineups with the bat projections and see what shows up. Manny says, so when you look at the smash percentage and then you go to the projections for the highest top two teams, how should you far how far do you go on the team to tell that player is projected well? Well, if they start if they come up in more lineups. I would highly suggest that you watch uh, you know the shows. Pre-game shows. Like watch yesterday's show. Watch a show, watch the watch Tuesday's show. I built lineups yesterday. I built, you know, you could see. Okay, so they're they're up there. Okay, the, the updated lineup for the Marlins. Birdie, where the hell did it go? Birdie, Rojas, Aguiar, Garcia, Anderson, Fortes, De La Cruz, Williams. Oh, oh, Hamilton, Billy Hamilton is in batting ninth. Okay, so that that's the change. Everyone moves up in the order, and Billy Hamilton's batting ninth. Okay. So, ran uh, ran 100 lineups. Oh, I didn't put in the... I, I, I always screw that up, right? I click the box, and I never put in 100. Let, let's run 100 lineups again. Just to see five-man stacks on DraftKings. How do they fit together in lineups? Based on their price, based on their position, based on the projection of other one-offs, based on the pitchers. Now, just because they come up a lot doesn't mean that they're the best team to use. Because, of course, you need to then, in GPP, compare to the ownership. But at least to get a sense of, like, what teams project well. So you just run the lineups and see. Everything's already been converted to numbers for you already, right? That's already, that's already happened. Now it's just a matter of piecing them all together in a, in a 10 player lineup on DraftKings at least. So you run hundred lineups, run 300 lineups, run whatever amount of lineups and say, okay, what, what lineups come up more than not, more than others. Also understand that if they come up more, that also means other people are going to be playing them more also. It's not a matter. Oh, that's the best stack. Yeah, that 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 stack has the highest expectation of fantasy points, but probability-wise versus their ownership may be horrible. The Braves may be overowned. Right here's here we got a Guardian stack. Okay, let's see stack summary. So we get forty-one Brave stacks. We get thirty-eight Guardian stacks with the bat projections. That seems like the top two. And then we take a look at pitcher-wise. Get a lot of Rodon and Gross and, and Gosman. A little, barely a little bit of Burns. But of course, uh, the Braves are going to be popular. How popular are the Guardians going to be, though? What's going on with the Guardians? Is that it's because they're just cheap, right? Other than Rosario, I don't know why he's five K. Yeah, they have a four. Yeah, they have the second highest team total. Yeah, what, what, what was I thinking? Right, and you got a couple of guys that are only two K in here: Straw, Molly, Jones. And they also fit a lot of positions. Right, you get shortstop, third base, first base, second base, catcher. You know, have a lot of like multi. You know, guys that that's you know two first basemen in the lineup. You know that type of thing. So yeah, I I could I could see I, I could see the Guardians. Right, that makes sense on a slate like this. 
So we just look by projection on a five-man stack. The top one is Gausman Rodon, this five-man uh, guardian stack, and then you Acuna, Swanson, and, Re- and Victor Reyes with Gausman and Rondon, Rodon. Right, so he's got his one with Edmund. I mean, Acuna seems to be in a lot of lineups anyway. Right? As a one-off, right, Acuna, 75% out of 100. But still, the Braves are number two. I mean, you take, just take a look at the exposures here. Right, a lot of Guardians, a lot of Braves. Not a lot Not a lot of Twins. I mean, not any twin. I mean, where are the Twins? Twins aren't here. I think the Twins will be more popular on FanDuel. So, like, let's say we switch it over to FanDuel. I'm going to switch it over there. Do the same thing on FanDuel. I think the Twins will be much more popular. If I ran 100, I think I'm, I, I think... I don't know what the pricing is on the, the Guardians. The Guardians are kind of cheap there also. Maybe the Braves are a little... Maybe the Braves would be too expensive. So let's go to the bat projections here. Bat projections, and let's do the same thing. Let's run... Let's run 100. Just... Just regular... Four, just 4X. I mean, I, you really probably wouldn't play 4X, but this is the four-man stack and four one-offs. Right, just to, just to see. Just to see what shows up. All right. Let's see. Run that 100. Because, like, Buxton's 3,700 on FanDuel, I think. I think Correa's 33. I think they're a little cheap. In comparison to other, other I think that the Braves are expensive. Like, all of them are expensive. So that's why site to site is going to be different. So it's quite possible that that the twins on DraftKings maybe, even though they're a little overpriced, they're also going to be much lower owned on DraftKings. Right? We get some, right? We get Correa here, Carol. Do we get any any let's see, do we get any twin stacks? Yeah, we get two out of a hundred. Jeffers, Kirillov, Polanco, Correa, Buxton. With Acuna as a one-off, but still with Gausman and Rodon. Okay, yeah, we got got two. Okay, at least two of them came up in the top hundred. But on Fanduel, let's take a look at Fanduel stack summary. Hugh, now we get a lot of Houston. Actually, what's up with Houston today? Or is it because they're cheap? Let's see. Houston, well, four point five eight. Okay, that's a healthy team total. But is it just that they're cheap? Oh, because Aledmus Diaz is 2,200. Yeah, Tucker. Tucker and Brett. Tucker is, yeah, okay, I could see. I could see this. Okay, the Astros. And they still have the Braves. Because Rosario is cheap enough. But everyone else is fairly expensive. Right, you got the Astros. Right here, here's Rodon. Four Braves. Max Kepler. Bregman and Diaz. Pascantino. Yeah, I could see playing a lineup like this and like small field single entry type of stuff. So more the more twins on FanDuel, but not as much as I thought. Like Kepler. Like Kepler is going to be a very popular one off, 72%. But here we have Matt Chapman. Are the Blue Jays going to be under on? Maybe the Blue Jays are under on FanDuel. What's going on with the Blue Jays today? They're facing the Royals. But they're not facing the position play. They're for Carlos Hernandez. I don't know what the total is. We have a data error here. The Blue Jays, Blue Jays on FanDuel. 
But this is what you do. This is a, this is using lineup HQ as a research tool. Right? What comes up? What comes up in non-Racuna lineups? What comes up in, in a, if I didn't play this pitcher, what then would I end up getting more? And you just spend the time, whatever site you're on, and see. Well, I, what happens if I wanted to play 5-3 stacks? What happens if I wanted to play 4-3-1? And just run through lineups. Go, well, if I don't play the Guardians, let me X them all out. And then what, what comes up? And what's the projection and what's the ownership? And you're trying to find a nice blend. Decently projected, lower owned. The highest projected lineup for the lowest ownership possible. And obviously, the, these numbers will update throughout the day as starting lineups come in. Like I said, we don't know the starting lineups. And the starting lineups also affect the pitchers. Realize that also. Right, the, Yan- the Yankee lineup shows up and there's no judge or stand. They're, they're, play- they're, they're resting half the team. And Castillo's projection is going to go up, obviously. And obviously the Yankees as a team is going to come down. So that's why you should subscribe to Roto-Grinders Premium. Get line, lineup HQ to me is the best. This, this, this is like my default screen on my browser. When I start the day, I open up lineup HQ from DraftKings and FanDuel, where I'm going to be playing later tonight. And I do some little research. I do, I, I run, look, do exactly what I just showed you. Let me run 100 lineups and see. Let me run this and see. Let me see who projects here and who does that over there. Let me take a look at ownership. Doesn't mean I have to study this for seven hours. No, typically I look in the morning preliminarily. Then don't have to really do much. I mean, I could show up 15 minutes before a slate and just build all my lines without looking at anything else. If you trust the model, and I trust the model. Cardi, our, our projections team, Right for the plate IQ projections, build models more better than I could. I could do it my on my own, but I' pretty sure that's not going to be as good as what I could get at Roto Grinders. And it would take me 400, 800 hours to do. So why am I why am I going to spend eight hundred hours developing my own projection model for at the end be not as good as the one that's at Roto Grinders? So why why waste the time? I don't. I just trust the model. But then you have to decide how to put the pieces together. That's your job, right? The optimizer isn't going to tell you. It's just going to do whatever whatever you tell it. So you're going to be, oh, I'm going to play 150 of the best possible lineups, projection-wise. From a median standpoint, they're also going to be some of the most owned lineups. So from a leverage standpoint, you're doing awful. So for large field GPPs, you're going to play the top 150 optimals, Probably be bleeding a lot of money away. So we provide the model. We provide the tool to build lineups any way that you want. The key is any way that you want. There's no magic settings. You tell it what to do. And if you want tutorials on that, we got we got stuff uh, in uh, Roto-Grinders Premium. We've gone to tutorials for the past two or three years. Go into the Roto Academy section. You can watch whatever you want. And obviously, you can watch this show. Watch the past episodes of this show, the pregame show. Start from the beginning if you want. Doesn't matter if we're not talking about today's slate. Learn the concepts. Learn the tools. And you should you should be a better DFS player for doing so. But I'm always here answering your questions. So Manny seems like new, new person. 
I don't yell at the new people, right? So people that I recognize their usernames that ask questions. Oh, haven't you asked the same question 14 times? That that that's when that's when I get annoyed. The new people, I'm 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 fairly nice to. I think I was pretty nice. Hit that thumbs up button if you thought I was nice, right? Thummy thumbs. Maybe I'm in a good mood because I got my wrestling tickets, right? The pre-sale. They're probably sold out already. It's 48 minutes into the sale. They're probably gone. <laughs> good thing I did it before the show. But tomorrow we'll have uh, MMA. MMA, DFS, go over, you know, lineup combinations, DFS strategy for that. Obviously, sign up for Roto Grinders Premium. You'll get the Ground and Pound podcast when it comes out. And, uh, and yeah, so we'll have an 11-game baseball slate tonight. Grinders live later today on this channel. Hit that notification bell. You'll know when we go live. 5 o'clock, Grinders live. They'll go over the entire 11-game slate. And then right after that is crunch time. Brought to you by FanDuel. I don't think there's any weather today. Any bad weather, obviously. There is weather. Uh, so I don't think we have to worry about anything, but they'll lead you up until lock, answering all your questions then. And I'll answer all your questions about DFS strategy in the morning, like I always do here on the DFS pregame show on rotogrinders.com. <laughs>